Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! That was a good one. That was pretty good. Especially the time of night we're at. The, yeah, the T stands for 224 in the morning. That's what we're talking here. <laughs> you know, Brian, you once had a uh, host on one of your networks. can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. he might take a day like this to say something to the effect of, tell you what, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Oh! He might have said something like that. I remember that guy. Yeah. He, long time ago. Uh, we won't talk about anything else that was said on any of his podcasts, though. That would, might get us in trouble. Uh... <laughs> We are coming to you from the Super Talk studios here in Starkville, Mississippi. However, you're listening to us on this very early Monday morning. We appreciate it. Be it at supertalk.fm, on Spotify, on iTunes, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now, or Google Play, or wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate that. And of course, we always appreciate our great servicemen and women across our country. I hope some of you were able to take uh, leave as I ordered of you and get to Duty Noble this weekend. If not, Joel and I will do our best to to recap what happened there and bring you those emotions from an incredibly emotional game. Uh, and also want to thank our great sponsor. Hopefully, if you were in Starville this weekend, you checked them out over at Strange Brew Coffee House, Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. And if you're a Bulldog fan living in Starkville, you're probably going to hit Strange Brew first thing in the morning because you've been up late, and not as late as me and Joel, but late. <laughs> I don't gonna, know. Apparently, uh, judging by people still retweeting tweets and uh, it's tough to go to sleep after this. Like, the adrenaline uh, is real. A lot of you folks are still awake. So the adrenaline is real. I tell you, know? you it's, it's gonna be tough. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, a lot of times Brian and I record in the afternoon, sometimes early evening, every now and then late evening kind of deal. We've had lots of shows like afternoon where I'm a lot more tired than I am currently. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm good. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Uh where are we? Maybe I'm not all right. <laughs> Mississippi State, I know where Mississippi State is. They're, they are on the road back to Omaha. Mississippi State makes it back-to-back trips to Omaha for the first, the second time in school history. 11 trips overall now. Final score on Sunday night, 8-1 to one over the Stanford Cardinal in a game that will – another one of those games. You know, they always talk about the 6-3 game. You know, 60,000 people were there, but a million will tell you they were. It's going to be sort of similar with this game. 11,500 were there, but a million will tell you they were to see the final moments of Jake Mangum and Elijah McNamee's career at Diddy Noble Field. And one of the most emotional baseball games. And then, you know, for a game that was pretty much in hand the whole way through, state, state, you know, behind one nothing early, but they got the advantage pretty early in the game. And I don't want to go too far into the X's and O's and the, and the numbers. You already saw the game. But there was a lot of emotion uh, Sunday night at Diddy Noble Field. And it all spilled over in a ninth inning that will probably never be – that will – be up there with the the pick and the kick and uh, Burke Masters Grand Slam and all that stuff and all those great moments in MSU history. That ninth inning will be right there with them. Brian, you you mentioned the score a minute ago. I had I, I don't know that if had you said what was the final score, Joel? You could have told me. I, I could have, but it would have taken me a second. 
because the score was almost secondary. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know you had to win the game, but you're right. Emotional was a, a good way to describe that. I mean, it was it was Hollywood-esque. I, I mean, the storylines from that game, you couldn't have written a better script for Peyton Plumley to to miss out on all of this a year ago, that wild and wacky ride. Nice for you, too, with that article you wrote. Yeah, good timing, right? Um to miss out on that entire thing and to come back and now not only do you get the Omaha trip you missed out on, you, you're the one that opens the door to it. And and not only did he do it, you know, he, he doesn't just get the W beside his name in the stat book. He was absolutely fantastic. Like, you go back, when you consider the stage and what's on the line and everything about it, I mean, that's... I mean, you might could find another starter to in Peyton's career that was better than that, but when you consider the stakes and everything, that was the best start of his career. I mean, it, it, and to do it, it after everything that he's been through, I mean, it's perfect. And, and then you get Jake Mangum in the ninth inning, leading off, first pitch, smacks it through the left side, right through the six hole. Just like he, as he mentioned in the postgame presser, I did not remember, but his very first hit at Duty Noble Field was a slap through the six hole, which I know he's had a bunch of them, but yeah. but his first one was like that. His last one was like that, leading off the inning in the ninth. Uh, I mean, how many times have you seen it? You got your love playing before the, the inning and, and everybody clapping along, just goose-bump-inducing stuff. Base hit. And then, of course, three batters later, big hack freaking Mac just steps up there to the plate. And, look, I everybody knows, you know, I do my dangdest, I really do, to do a good job at my job. I do a good job to be unbiased on the plug. I I try and and, and, and call everything like I see it, good news, bad news. God knows y'all give me crap for reporting arrests, whatever else. You know, whatever happens, I do my best to just see what I see and know what I know and tell you guys. That's, That's what I try to do. You all know in my heart of hearts where it's always been. And so there are moments throughout the course of me being a Mississippi State beat writer where, yes, and if there's anybody listening that wants to say, uh, I told you guys he was a homer, well, that's kind of been a little bit out there all along. But, you know, I, there, there's always been those there, – there's, there's some moments where it's just tough to kind of keep it down. Now, I always have, but that McNamee homer, to, to connect like that after what he was been, has been through this last week – and a, a guy, Jake Mangum summed it up better than I ever could. There's 1,200 picks in the MLB draft. You can't tell me somebody didn't go that Jake that, – that, A quarterback went that doesn't play uh, baseball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's ridiculous that Elijah McNamee didn't get drafted. Mac, Mac, it, Mangum it, used stronger term than that. Yeah. A joke. A joke. It's been a tough week for Mac. It, mm-hmm. it has. I mean, we've heard Chris Lamona said a couple of times now. Um, but all along, you know, you, you've seen him tweet it a couple times. You've heard a couple guys say that he said it. It has come from his mouth a couple times. I talked to him BP the other day. He was uh, just as jovial as, as you could expect. You know, I mean, you wouldn't have known that he didn't get drafted. And he said all along, God's got me, God's got me, God's got me. I know that I'm not a big dude that thinks that God just gets involved in sports all the time. You know, right. I, I think I, agree. I, I think God's you know because for, for that matter, wins and losses for that matter, you know, there's Christians on Stanford's team too. I'm sure. You mm-hmm. know, what's he going to do? Hurt other Christians to this other? I don't know. They are I, from I, I California. Know. But I tell you what, <laughs> look at you. Um, <laughs> get me on track. Um, 
that was like an angels in the outfield type yeah. moment. Is what it was. Like it, it was. It was almost like God winking at Elijah McNamee saying, "I still got you, kid." It, it was almost like one of those moments. And I know that's kind of hokey, probably to some people, but I, I think that that sometimes you know. Uh, God does let people know he's still a guy. And Elijah's one that he's mentioned that several times. And, and to have that moment, you know, some will say it's coincidence. Some will say it's just talent. Call it what you will, but that was a darn special moment. And it was really hard. It was one of those one of those moments, like I, I was saying, where it was kind of hard to, to not kind of pump your fist a little bit for that guy. I mean, you know, doing this now, I, I root almost as much for the guys that I cover as much as I, you know. Because it makes the story better. Yeah, and, and, and you get to, especially with baseball, like I feel like we cover football and all these other sports, and, and they bring these guys in for interviews, and you see them for a little bit, and they kind of recognize your face and stuff. But mm-hmm. some of these baseball guys, especially, especially McNamee and Jake, and I mean – I've covered them for four years now. You know, yeah. they see me, they know me. They talk, you know, they these guys know us a little more because we're around them so darn much. Right. And so you root for these guys to succeed. And, and to have that moment for Matt, man, I tell you what, I, I can't imagine the goosebumps that went up his back as he's trotting down to first. And, and oh, first base umpire over there. Oh, geez, Louise. I mean, if, if My, ever... Michael any, Borky said it best, bring on the robots. we got to get these guys out of here. <laughs> I mean... Gosh, could somebody not have went out there and pop, pop the RKO or something on him out of nowhere? I mean, do something. Let Mac have his moment. Goodness our our credential email just came in. Got to get, gotta get those. Got to get going. What I, what I will remember the most about McNamee's home run is this. It hung up in the air long enough. and we, It was gone off the bat. Oh, it was, a sh- no, it was no doubt. It was a but shot. It hung up there long enough that we had time to have a brief conversation. Yeah. And it started with this. Are you kidding me? And I was like, is this really happening? And and we were just looking at each other like, oh my god, that just happened. And I thought Mangum getting a hit was like that's that's a nice punctuation to this, and you know whatever happens after this. Is, and, and it was funny as after that happened after Rentney's home run, and then Foskey gets a hit. I looked at him, I was like, if they come, if Jake comes back around, if if this keeps going, they got a pinch hit for him because you can't let him not have his last at bat be a hit. Yeah. And I was pretty concerned that, that was going to happen. You know, you can make an argument now mm-hmm. that Elijah McNamee has three of the four most memorable home runs in Mississippi State history. I mean, that's that's a fair statement. I mean, Burke's obviously Burke in there. number one. But, I mean, <laughs> does Bruce Castoria or Will Clark or Palmero or Richard Lee or Hunter Renfro's home run? Yeah, the, Hunter the, Renfro's the, home the run, salute in that's, Omaha. That's, there's your top five, basically. Yeah. You know, I don't think Clark and Palmero have a home run to compare off the top of my because I would think I would know it, right? You, you would know better than I because you, you I mean, I mean, you're, they, old, they you're old. I'm not. <laughs> so, you're gonna make me use one of my words. It's too. I don't. Hey, it's do early too. It, you know, know, it's too it, early in the day for we that. We got a clean slate at the moment at two thirty four a.m. Uh. So yeah, just there's some magic in sports, right? There's magic sometimes. Sometimes things happen. You know. State winning the series, they were the better team. Yeah. Uh, and they were more talented. They had home field. Um, those things are explainable. What happened in that moment is not explainable. You know, Magnum, struggling. You know, he, he, he took he, the previous strike he had taken was a bad pitch that you could just tell he didn't want to walk. He wanted yeah, to get on that. Bats. That was one of those instances where he wanted to do something special, I think, in his last bat. And, and to get a pitch and drive it to the outfield, a, a no doubter. And to be able to soak that moment in, there, there's magic in that, and that's 
That's why we, we you know, I, I don't want to go too far down, though. This is why we love sports. But this is why we love sports. Yeah, absolutely. This is what you turn on the TV to watch your team. These are the moments you, you long for as a fan. To get that in this situation, in a game to send you to Omaha and cap off. Not cap off, because as Jay Bangham said, there's still work to be done. But to this point, this has been the maybe the best season, even without an SEC championship, this has been even the best season in MSU history. As I told Joel, the absolute worst this team could be is fifty-one and fifteen. You know, chances are they're going to add a couple more wins. Yeah, uh, I think the the, the ninety the eighty-nine team that everybody talks about was fifty-four and fourteen. So you know they could they could easily get over that. I, I, without looking, I'm going to assume that's the the number that's the record for wins in a season is fifty-four. They got a chance to get there, and you know, they have to get to the they have to get to the. To the precipice of the national title series to get there. Yeah, they're they're fifty one now, so they'd I mean, have to win the first. You know, if they if they get you know if they stay in the winners bracket and get to the national finals, they would tie it fifty four. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need three wins to get yeah. to the national finals, right? Um, and say if you stay in the winners bracket, but um, yeah, you you talk about that and how how just dominant this team has been from bell to bell. I, I summed it up on Twitter this way: last year, getting to Omaha was a little bit of a miracle. I mean, that's not taking anything away from those guys. They played their hearts out, and, and some, you know, talent can create miracles. You know, so it's it's a credit to them. Um, you know, they, there was a little bit of good fortune and, and a lot, little bit of talent and everything. That, that team got to Omaha a little bit of a miracle. This team was a darn freight train from the beginning yeah. of the season to roll through everything like they did. And there really weren't even that many speed bumps. Yeah, Ar- at Arkansas, speed bump. That's really the only <laughs> yeah, – they, they lost the LSU series too. Some people might say the SEC tournament, told you guys, that crap means nothing. Not nothing. Doesn't mean a darn thing. So, so many so, fans were upset about that LSU game, losing that last game, and it meant – Nothing. Uh, yeah. So next, next, go ahead and write this down. As George Stray would say, take a little note. Yeah. To remind you, in case you didn't know, put this on your dang refrigerators so that come next May, when when State goes to the SEC tournament and goes two and Q or, or wins a game or whatever they do in Hoover, it probably I guess you could be in old Miss situation where it might it might yeah. mean but so, it probably won't. it probably don't mean crap. Just put a crap picture counter of, one. Put a picture of the rock up there. And you just, it doesn't matter <laughs> what you do at the SEC. Exactly. So, and I keep going back to something that that I asked uh, Chris Lamonis. I think it was at Ole Miss, and I said I asked him, you know, since the Arkansas series, you've been playing so much better. What's different? And he 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 was just like, you know, I think the Arkansas series was just the outlier. Like we played good all year. And he's right. Yeah. You know that that was that was. That was the, the 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 oddity. That was the you know not what you expect. This team has won fifty one games, you know, and they've pretty much beaten up everybody they've played. Uh, you know, Lupe, Think about the think about non conference this year. You know, they obviously have a few more games left against non conference, but I think there's something like twenty seven and one outside of the SEC. Um, I mean, they, they just then that one loss is a one nothing loss to USM in extra innings in extra innings. <laughs> They undefeated in the regional, undefeated in the super regional. You know, there hasn't been a moment of trepidation really. You know, outside of that Arkansas series, which you know, the LSU series, I think a lot of the MSU fans will just chalk that up to it's just LSU. Yeah. Who I, I don't know if you guys are aware. <laughs> you you but, just hate to see it, Brian. <laughs> talk about something you hate to see. Oh true story of how that this happened. Uh I was outside. I had to go to the restroom. 
and there's a line, and I'm just sitting there waiting. I was talking to a couple fans, and I hear this roar, and I ran back in the press box. Did LSU lose? <laughs> and I grabbed uh, Steve Robertson, and I just started shaking him because <laughs> I was just so happy. <laughs> I, I was so happy. <laughs> I went to the restroom after the end of the next inning. I just it's like I, I can't. So yeah, they they lost. Uh, <laughs> but I think state fans will just be like, ah, you know, it's LSU, and then that happens. But Arkansas had people worried a little bit, but it, it turned out to be okay. And so now Mississippi State back in Omaha, second back to back trips, first time since ninety seven ninety eight, eleventh time overall, and this time, honestly, I think. They're going to be the the second favorite. They're they're behind Vanderbilt, and to get to the national championship series, they got to go through, through Vanderbilt, and that's going to be some a hell of some ball games. You know, you're not going to play that. You'll play them, I guess, second, which means you're going to throw JT again, which I assume we'll throw JT again. Uh, I don't think you do. You think you can stick with Plumley? I would. Well, here's what we learned tonight about JT again. Had there been a game, by the way, let's all thank the good Lord that there was not a game <laughs> three. I didn't want any part of that. But he would have been able to pitch. Yep. I, now, Lamontis was sort of interesting with the phrasing. He didn't say he would have started. He said he would have been able to pitch. So I don't know if that meant he would have been in a relief role. or He didn't clear that up. But I guess it's irrelevant because now you have to think with another week of rest coming his way, he, he won't pitch any earlier than Monday. Yeah. Because they haven't released the brackets yet. They won't do that until everybody's won and settled. Still two games left to play, including the, the game that will determine who MSU plays in game one. That's Auburn and North Carolina. Ethan Small's pitching that game. And then if it's the Saturday-Monday, that's when JT again would possibly start. But if you're based on what you're saying, it could be you know Wednesday or Thursday before you see him. Well, I mean, just to me, when you look at performance, the second half of the season, Peyton Plum is your two now. Yeah. I know that he didn't really fulfill that role until this weekend because he had to, uh, but I, I don't know. At this point, though, it doesn't really matter. I mean, JT Payton, that that's why Mississippi State is a dang favorite at Omaha because you could pick either one of them and be okay with that. When you have three pitchers. Yeah, I mean. And that's what Vanderbilt has, too. They have Fellows and, and Kumar Rocker, who uh, I want to give him some, some credit. That might be the best pitching performance in college baseball postseason history. It was. And, and, and look, I know these are younger guys than the example that I'm about to to cite. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes when you see a pitcher in the big leagues especially, mm-hmm. uh, when did Johan Santana for the Mets a few years ago that threw like 130 or 140 pitches in a no-hitter? Yeah. And like he sucked for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like his, it was like his arms. It could have. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it, say State has to face Rocker, um, or whoever you know, not State. That has is to likely. Face Rocker that is likely. What if there's some kind of after effect from throwing hundred and whatever pitches? That's likely your second game for State, assuming they beat either North Carolina or Auburn. Again versus Again Rocker. Versus Rocker or two or the top freshman. Yeah, it could be either way, but that's probably what you're going to see. And if you think about the the game that State played against them in Omaha, it was one nothing. Yeah, and think about how they got on. They, it was a hit batter, a bunt that didn't get fielded, and then a, a single from the number nine hitter. That's how they, they scored in that game. So, who does Vandy play in their first game in Omaha? They would play Florida State. No, Florida State would play. No, no you're right. You're right. Uh, Ole Miss. No, you're right. Or Arkansas. Or Arkansas. They're playing. They would play the two. So they would play the winner of the seven ten. They should be playing Texas Tech. Louisville. 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 They're playing Louisville. Yep. There you go. 
That's going to be a good game. Louisville, can, they can put runs on the board for sure. Um, they dominated their region. Richard Cross did not get the most exciting regional <laughs> for him. I'm sure he enjoyed calling it, though. Um, is there something to, you know, this team, the way they've played this year and the way they, they accept challenges, they're probably happy to see Vanderbilt. They probably they want to they want to take it to them. I think the best case scenario in terms of if what if you said Jake, I can I can draw it up however you want it. He would say I want to beat Vanderbilt twice and get Arkansas, and then I want Arkansas in the series. I, yeah, I, I I don't think this team's backing down from anybody. If that's what you're asking, I, I don't think they're going to be intimidated when they look over there and see Vandy. If that's who they're facing, I mean, it, this team is battle tested, man. And I kind of, I kind of tie some of it into just last year and just the molding and making right. of. I mean, you think about it. The last seeds year, were planted. Yeah, I, I kind of think that some of the results that you've seen this year is because of the crap that this team, crap counter too, has, has overcame last year to to get to this point. And, and you had guys like Rowdy and Tanner and and Jordan and and all these guys, Foscu, that were freshmen last year that got to. Experience college baseball's biggest stages as freshmen, and now that this this team is talented enough to win a national title, and oh by the way, when they step in the batter's box at Omaha, they don't have those first time jitters or whatever. They've yeah, been, they've already yeah. been there and played. What did they play last year? Four games over in Omaha. Yeah, I mean, you there's not a new face in the lineup. That's you know, I mean, unless Halter gets a start. Yeah, like, they didn't didn't at least get one at bat. I mean, I don't know if Hatcher got an at bat or not, but I mean, he was there. I mean, if you want to play the whole nerves game, then the the nerves to watch in Omaha are Peyton's and JT's, yeah. really, on the mound, because those two guys have never done it. But, I mean, State is just battle-tested, man, and, and, and as good as they are, they're not intimidated in the least to look over there and see Vandy or look and see Arkansas or whoever. I, I don't think that, that any of that is going to matter. That's not to yeah. say State will win if they play them, but I, I don't think it's going to be a situation. I really think that if they had – for whatever reason, ran into an LSU or something. That would have been a that problem. would have been more of a problem than if you run into Van- just from a mental standpoint. Yeah, if you had um, to rank the opponents you could see in the championship series, LSU would have been dead last among all three hundred plus. <laughs> if somehow Jackson State had gotten there, I'd <laughs> not LSU. Rather, rather see Jackson. St- well, I guess you would obviously rather see Jackson. State. But you see what I'm getting at? It's not going to happen now because yeah. LSU's sitting on the couch. They're not there, but. but uh, if LSU, because had they won that series and had if Ole Miss wins today, mm-hmm. LSU and Ole Miss would play in the first thing. Anyway, where I'm How going with that. How sad is the Omaha Chamber of Commerce that that's not Yeah, happening. but where I'm going with that is both of them are on that side of the bracket. Yeah. If you had to play either LSU or Ole Miss for the national championship, which would you have rather seen? This is going to strike you as funny. Ole Miss? LSU. Really? Look, I, State would beat Ole Miss. They, re- they would. But Well, that might still happen. Well, I mean, I'm saying, but that. The 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 puckering of the sphinct the sphincter would not be worth it. I mean, that would be the most nerve wracking, unproductive three days in the history of Mississippi. So you would rather see LSU? That's what you're saying? I, I, I because here's the thing: if State lost LSU, it's it LSU. would hurt, but it's LSU. They lost the Ole Miss. You'd never live it down. There's no recovering from that as a program. You've built. I talked about this with uh, Teddy Cahill. State has built itself as we are the the alpha dog, no pun intended, of baseball in this state. We own it. We have since day one. Ole Miss is a Johnny come lately, and we will always be better than them. They win a national title over you? 
it, it, it would it'd be bad enough Ole Miss just wins the national title and State doesn't get there. Yeah. But they beat you in the series? <laughs> but you got no argument anymore. What are you going to say? You might, as well, you might as well start playing games at Starville High School. Just, just tear down Diddy Noble. So what you're telling me, Brian, is that later today, and I don't even know what time Ole Miss plays. They play at noon. Oh, so what you're telling me, Brian, is here in about nine hours you're going to be calling some hogs? Well, here's the deal. I would have been doing that anyway. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, if State and Ole Miss played in a series, I would have no, complete confidence in State to win. Complete confidence. I would not be – it would shock me if State lost to, to Ole Miss in that series. They just have their number. But at the same time, it would be the most physically painful and mentally excruciating three days or two days yeah. in the history. Of, you're talking about – think about an Egg Bowl. What's the most – in our lifetime, the 2014 Egg Bowl is probably the most pressure-packed one. Amp that up by about 100. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about there. And, so. and to me... And it can still happen. You may disagree with this. Or you, you probably wouldn't disagree with this, but if there's any Ole Miss fans listening in, first of all... And there thank, are. Thank you. Um, they they may disagree with this. I think that in that, in that series, especially this year, but I think pretty much any year, because like you said, State's the one that kind of beats their chest as the baseball school more so... Uh, you know, they've kind of been, like you said, been building that for years. I think all the pressure would be on State in that series. Like, Ole Miss yeah. could kind of play a little bit loose Oh, you're right. State would have free. all the pressure, yeah. Um, you know, the Ole Miss may not agree with that because, I mean, they, they want to win too. But yeah. I just feel like that, that would be a complete situation where if State could crack under pressure a little bit, playing in-state rival, I mean, that would be a little bit of a mental game there too. Yeah, it would but be. But we're a long, long way to go. Way, and, long way from that. So I'm uh, sure State would love to have that opportunity because yeah, they, that would mean they're playing they for a national it. championship. They would take it, so. no question about that. An incredible weekend at Mississippi State, an incredible season at Mississippi State, an incredible year for sports at Mississippi State, and it's about to to, to wrap up. Uh, and then from there, you know, this this the program. I think I said this a few weeks ago. The program is sort of back to where it was. I think right now. When you look at what you you know you you have coming back for next year and what you're bringing in in the recruiting and the, what Lamonis is going to do, for, I think it's pretty obvious Lamonis is a very capable recruiter. When you look at how much talent he left Indiana and how that program seems to be in a, in a good spot as well, you know this is going. I'm not saying the state's going to be back in Omaha next year, but they're going to be in a position to be back in Omaha. Yeah. So, you know, this has been a uh, this season has been very special, obviously, just because they've been so good. And you know it's funny that you know we, we know they had their doubters from the, you know the SEC coaches picked them six, but amongst the fan base <laughs> they were picked six in the West. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Jeez. But LSU was picked first, and Ole Miss was picked uh, second. Uh, Arkansas was third. A and M. No, that's not right. Auburn was fourth. A and M was fifth. And State was sixth. And only probably the only reason they weren't seventh is because everybody knew Alabama was going to be really bad. Alabama had any kind of team whatsoever, and it might have been close. Um, but even among the fan base, there's been like a, a pretty vocal minority of everything. It's just been like, oh, they're just not, you know. Not the, there is one Ole Miss fan I'm looking forward to. I hope he tweets the Sports Talk Mississippi text line today, <laughs> or Texas, because he, after the Florida series, I will never forget it. I don't. He doesn't put his name on there. I wish he did. I, I, would, I would give him a shout out here. I'm not going to give you his phone number, obviously. But he said, MSU baseball is fool's gold after the Florida series. And Borky got on there and was like, they just won a series at Florida. They won't be there in the end. Well, buddy, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Because you were wrong. 
Ain't no other way to put it. You were wrong. And now, you know, we're going to see what happens. we got at least one more week of college baseball here to talk about with Mississippi State. This team is just so special, man. And, again, I don't know that they'll win the national championship, but they've got all the talent to do it. And, and I, like you said, I think they're one of the couple of favorites headed into this thing. And, you know, we go into year sometimes thinking Omaha might be possible or whatever. I mean, you know, family stuff, for example. Uh, my, my son's birthday, my oldest son's birthday is June 23rd. We planned his birthday party basically knowing that Mississippi State was probably going to be at Omaha this year. I mean, how many teams can you just know three or four months out that that team is going to be in Omaha? And this team, you pretty much did. You know, you just knew that unless some major upset or upheaval happened, this team was going to Omaha. This team, from especially like late February onward, everyone thought this team was no doubt headed to Omaha. And by God, they just rolled right in, right on in. Like yeah. they're that just you don't really see that just a ton in baseball. You, you, you know the ba- the best team doesn't always win, but this team has been the best team in most every game they've played. Yeah, and they've pretty much won most every game they, they've played. They, they were not the best team in Arkansas, and I think they might be better than Arkansas now. But they were not the best team that weekend, and they weren't the best team when they played Vanderbilt. And other than that, they've been the best team every time out. Yeah, if any loss they had. They were, those were games they should have won. Even the LSU series where they got you know, things got out of hand a couple times. They're still better than LSU. They should have won. It was just the it's just the mental bugaboo of purple and gold. So they're gonna go to, to Omaha, and outside of Vanderbilt, they're the best team there. So, and it, and the 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 margin is not great. So you know, in in baseball, bad teams beat good teams all the time. A, a good team can beat another good team very easily. Yep. So. I don't think State's the favorite, but they're the second favorite. And we'll see if that uh, that happens for them next week or this week. This yeah. week. Well, hey, we're, I know we'll talk about it more here in the days to come. But mm-hmm. Plenty. Do you, do you mess around at all? Because no. Lamonis well, was asked this question tonight, and I almost kind of – Chuckled at it because there's no way I don't think that you run anybody other than Ethan Small out there in game one of the College World Series. Well, that gives you the opportunity to get throwing three times. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, do you mess around at all to try and have Small for Vandy? Nope. I don't think you do at all. But Lamonis was asked the question, so I because here's the thing: you you played you played them to a one nothing game, right? Yeah. You got to believe your hitters can get more. I mean, even if they score four or five runs, you got to believe your hitters are. You got to trust your hitters to win. Yeah. So this could be an interesting week. We got obviously a ton of baseball to talk about, but. We are 12 weeks from the first uh, game, which means... The first football game. For a first football game. Opponent preview starts this week, and we go backwards. So on top of all the other emotion I'm going to throw at you this week on Thunder and Lightning... Egg Bowl! We're going to talk about the Egg Bowl this week. I'm going to let Brian Scott Rippey get back from Fayetteville one way or the other before I I make him sit down and talk football with me. But we will have that, uh, that, and we'll start that. We got our SEC. We got an SEC preview. I think we have the LSU Tigers on Tuesday shifts. That's where we'll record... Later today, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and we'll know who states playing in Omaha later. We will know who states playing. Yeah, by the time we record, we will know that because that's going to be we're, we're recording a little later in the evening on Monday for Tuesday. So. Because if we didn't record later in the evening, we'd basically be doing a double header here since it's like the sun's fixing to rise right now, something like that. All right, guys, 
2.55 a.m. <laughs> not not a new record. I think I, I think it was after three last year for the Super Regional. Let me tell you this, people. It's a thunder and lightning record. There ain't anybody else out there giving you an MSU podcast at 2.55 a.m. If you're still awake in 20, 30 minutes, you're going to have podcasts to listen to when I get it uh, produced and on the uh, on the various websites. So, In all sincerity, folks, it's you know, not that we discuss numbers, ratings, whatever, but you know what? We've had a big week or two here on Thunder and Lightning. It just keeps growing and growing. That's all thanks to y'all. Absolutely. We're not doing anything. You know, I know that Brian thanks you at the beginning of the show, and I don't thank you probably as much as Brian does because he kind of drives this train. I just ride along. But we really do thank you. Woo! Woo! I'll give you a woo. There you go. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, we'll know everything we need to know about the bracket, who Mississippi State's playing, when they are playing, uh, what days they are playing, what times they are playing. We'll have all that, and then we'll we'll have to push. Normally, we would do an opponent preview on two. Oh no, we would normally do it on Wednesday, so that's perfect. And then we'll have we'll have yeah. Even in the middle of that, we'll talk about LSU football uh, tomorrow. But that'll be fun. It'll be good to talk about LSU football because their baseball season's over. <laughs> it's over. You just hate to see it. I, I hate to see it. By the way, I just want to point out my my cousin Chris, who if you've ever heard us talk about him, me and Stephen Gustinelli from Six Pack. Talk about him quite a bit. Peter Burns of ESPN absolutely hates him. He said in a group text tonight, and I I am not making this up, and I promise you the next game that LSU loses because they were just not as good as the other team will be the first one they lose, according to Chris Agostinelli. (laughs) But he said, I wish we could have played Stanford, and I, I almost came through the computer. Like if there had been if the matrix was real and I could have got to the other side, I'd have slapped him. Like, are you kidding me? You got gifted a home super regional as the lower seed against a three seed that shouldn't have even been in the tournament, and you wanted to play Stanford. Get out of here. This is this is why I have my problems with LSU. It's it's all him. Other than him, they're wonderful people. But him makes it impossible to root for him. Wish you would have played Stanford. Get out of here. Brian, it's almost 3 a.m. Let's finish up. And, well, here's the thing. I'm having fun. That's all I'm like, uh, I almost am like, all right, what's next? Let's talk about something else. But I guess, yeah. I guess at I just some point we got to wrap I just don't want to be up. wearing regular clothes anymore. I'm ready to change over <laughs> like some gym shorts and a T-shirt. I guess people can look forward to the 12-hour-long Thunder and Lightning Periscope here in three or four days as we oh, drive Oh, yeah, that, drive that, that's what we'll talk about. I guess we'll, we'll hit that up. I... I, I I, I am like 99% positive that I'm going to be riding with Joel and Robbie Falk, also of the Startville Daily News, and of course it's 24-7. And we're going to do some periscopes. We're going to have some fun on that trip. We've come up with a – it's not a hashtag. I don't know what to call it. And, and unfortunately, Robbie doesn't fit into it. But oh, it's okay. Who cares? But We love you, Robbie. Joel Maha Nebrianska. It's got a ring to it, it's right? It's got a little ring to it, right? It's, a little, it's got a little cachet. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> My God, how great would that be? <laughs> Let's go to like get like a university our, screen. Get, okay, brand. so like our picture within the state of Nebraska and <laughs> Joel Maha Nebraska. If, if anybody in Starkville, heck, you ain't got to be in Starkville if you can get it to us by by Wednesday or Thursday. We'll wear them if you can get it to us. We will. I don't know if I have the authority to make this decision, make but I'm it. going to anyway. We will give you a free week of advertising right here. On Thunder and Lightning, if you just make two T-shirts, yeah, let's say Joel Maha Nebraska, yeah, and put mine and Brian's face yeah. inside the state of Nebraska, right. on the T-shirt. I'm in. I'm in. Four X. What are you? What are you over there? Medium. Sh- good sh- medium for Joel. <laughs> he wants it a little tight to show off the guns. 
So like, you, at, like yeah. at home plate on, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, Joel wants it like breathable in the middle, but the sleeves can be tight. <laughs> I want comfort the whole way through. Non-shrink. <laughs> don't, I got enough shirts that I don't dry because I'm worried. Don't need any more of that. All right. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. Here on, for Joel T. Cole. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Right to the heart of matters. It's a heart that matters more. Think you better turn your ticket in. Get your money back at the door. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.